from Our Savior's Atonement Lutheran Church on Bennett Avenue in the heights of New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air, where we shine a spotlight on the writers, filmmakers, musicians, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home here in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm Aaron Sims. And I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to celebrating the musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk about their music and best of all, hear them perform live. So who is our guest today, Jonathan? Aaron, today Live and Local welcomes singer-songwriter Andrea Witkins. Andrea came to New York City from Nova Scotia by way of Calgary and Seattle, where, trained in classical piano and modern dance and wielding a music degree from Queen's University, she fronted and wrote songs for the pop band Sugartown. By 2006, she'd moved to New York, where her Bob Power-produced EP Alibi and her 12-song follow-up 2008's In the Skyline received warm reviews. The Seattle Sound remarked that her, quote, silver tongue rides a voice that flitters with the wonderful unpredictability of a butterfly and the laser precision of, well, a laser. A visit to the Steel Bridge Songfest in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, not long after, introduced Andrea to the power of collective songwriting, something that has informed her work since. Her 2016 EPs, Girl in a Box and Grace, were the result of five years' worth of collaborative songwriting. It's such a delight to have her with us today, Erin, on Live and Local. And here she is, Andrea Witkins. Such an innocent glow 
wherever she goes I wonder if she knows And some days I go walking in the rain For hours and hours just hoping to see you again and tell you I miss you, Marianne. She's a wildfire, all she wants to do is burn from the first spark Past the point of no return, I should fall back, take it as a lesson learned She's a wild one, risking like a loaded gun, morning Kansas Wants the California sun, I should know there's a price to pay for fun But I love her And I gotta let her go Now I know Everything the others told me Tried to warn me Talking about the fires below Does she know I love her so Skyline blue I never knew What love could do Till I met you I'm shot straight through It's the hardest truth There's nothing to lose When love has you She's a charmer Keeping all the boys amazed Drinking poison Promising to change her way She's at the shelter Then she disappears for days But I love her And I gotta let her go Now I know Everything the others told me Tried to warn me Talking about the fires below Does she know Skyline blue, I never knew what love could do till I met you. I'm shot straight through, it's the hardest truth. There's nothing to lose when love has you. Nothing to lose when love has you. There's nothing to Disappear I 
lose when love has you nothing to Andrew, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. Welcome to In What Artworks On Air. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So first, let's get the names of the two songs you just performed. The first one was I Wonder If She Knows, and the second one was Skyline Blue. Andrea, wonderful. I loved both songs. Thank you. Made me um, think about the lineage of classically trained pop and rock piano musicians Mm -hmm. and maybe the relative dearth of them recently. Mm -hmm. And while you were playing, I was thinking, well, I was growing up. Well, these are not necessarily classical. Elton John, I think in his case Mm -hmm. a bit so. Billy Joel, I'm not so sure. Then there's people like Ben Folds. And then Mm -hmm. then I'm thinking about on the... On the woman's side, you know, I'm sort of averse to categorizing gender-wise mm-hmm. in the sense in terms of musicians. However, I will. There's Tori Amos. Absolutely. She came to mind quite a bit with you. And then, you know, I know Carly Simon, I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. Carol uh, King. Carol King, thank you. Yeah. So I was just wondering, I just wanted to jump in right away with your influences, you know, especially since in general, pop and rock is heavy on the guitar side. Just yeah. rock and roll is yeah. rooted in a lot of ways, yeah. among other things, with the guitar. It's, you right. know, I was wondering just who are your heroes in terms of songwriting on the piano and performing on the piano? Yeah, it's funny because I have my share of guitar envy, so you could get me get down a rabbit hole with that too. But piano-wise, Definitely Carol King, and I wouldn't consider her virtuosic, but just in some of her chord voicings, those really traditional old school chord voicings. But the cool thing about piano is that you have almost an orchestra at your fingertips. You have just like the low end, the high end, whatever. You can make a very elaborate arrangement. So people like Elton John, who just use the whole damn thing. I was always very influenced by them. Tori Amos, big influence in almost like the emotions that she pulled out of it it, it also and how linked up the piano was with her voice it's funny it's almost hard for me to just play piano even though i was classically trained if i'm not singing with it or if i'm not accompanying another singer actually accompanying another singer sometimes does the trick but i feel like i'm so hooked into the sound of piano and voice now and um i feel like i got that from tori amos Gosh, there's so many great ones out there. But I actually have learned a lot of piano stuff from guitarists as well, especially if I'm playing Rhodes or World. Like I, was, I knew I was playing a grand piano for this session, and so I chose songs appropriately. But there are sometimes where I'm very deliberate about voicing things like, I want this to sound like an electric guitar. That's interesting. I was just talking yeah. to another guest because he was saying how he likes to compose by listening to instruments that he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I want to get as far away from the piano as possible. Me too. And, and I find that, that there's a transparency <laughs> to like acoustic guitar yeah. that, that's especially inspiring, more so 
than listening to piano. So I, yeah. I totally know where you're coming from. Is there anything that you can tell us a bit about your approach to songwriting, especially when it comes to theme and uh, the, the poetry side, mm-hmm. the lyrics side, and how it originates with you? Does yeah. it originate with a melody? Does it originate with a couple words? Absolutely. Music comes first, melody and chord progressions. I actually really struggle with lyrics. I love them and I really love digging a deep dive, but I'm not one of those people that just the poetry runs out on the page and suddenly the song was written in 10 minutes. I mean, every once in a while, if I'm in a collaborative setting and we're really zoned in, and especially if we're working on kind of a comedy song and we're just feeling it, it can get done quick. But in general, lyrics are hard for me. If you looked in my iPhone voice memos, you would hear a lot of melodies that have the bare bones of phonetics attached to them. So it's almost like I fall in love with the sounds, like I'll get a very clear feeling of like, I want a hard consonant here and I want a short vowel here, I want a long vowel here. I mean, not deliberately, I won't write that down, but when I listen to it, I... And it's funny, I have some co-writers who love getting my voice memos like that because they're able to kind of hear it from behind the veil, so to speak. And then separately, as soon as I get a sense of the theme, I will end up sitting with paper for a long time and I'll just do what I, they almost look like just splotches of words. I mean, I just kind of stream of consciousness, word association. I'm not, it takes an assignment for me to be a true kind of traditional storyteller songwriter. I'm definitely more of like a let's paint word images I actually, you wouldn't know it to listen to me, but I am a huge hip hop fan, rap fan, and I love that kind of stream of consciousness. Also just playing with internal rhymes, making odd combinations in it. So definitely music first. Well, Andrea, the past eight months have been incredibly challenging. Really? What happened? Well, (laughs) um... (laughs) she says through her medical mask. (laughs) What a time. What Uh, else can we do but laugh at this point? Well, that's exactly right. I know it's a bit of a cliche question that everyone asks. Have you found it more challenging to be creative in these times? No, I found it actually very conducive to creative work. I miss playing with people desperately. I cannot wait for that. I really, I've not played with another musician since February, but creatively, I actually surprised myself. When it first started going down, I was like, yeah, well, this is going to be like a couple of months on Netflix and nothing else and getting <laughs> fat on the couch. No, I didn't say that, but kind of. It crossed I guess. your mind once yeah, or it twice. It crossed my mind once or twice. But I feel like I doubled down and I feel like I needed something to do. And then also I realized that there was these tools that I've always had access to, you know, working remotely. I mean, I've written songs over the phone before. I've written songs over FaceTime. Um, I've written songs over text before a friend. So it was almost like because the disease told us we couldn't be together, my posse of songwriters just worked even harder to make connections. I've done some virtual song festivals and I've also, it challenged me and I'd never done a live stream before. I'm actually really nervous around video when I'm having to do a video for myself for Instagram. It freaks me out, you know, getting the right angle and the lights and everything and just having to be kind of thrown into like, yep, that's what you get right now. This is what we're giving out. I started doing live streams. I started learning Premiere Pro for video editing, you know, all these things that just were new challenges because of an obstacle that was put in front of us. So in some ways I feel a little bit lucky because it, for whatever reason, sparked my creativity. But you have that spirit to meet that challenge, which is fascinating. I was ready for it. I was actually feeling like I was kind of starting to let my music get a little, not the music get stagnant, but I wasn't showing up for it as much as I wanted to. And it just put a fire under me. I, I just felt like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. I have stuff to say. And this is, 
a way of bringing joy to the world, even though I mainly write dark songs. <laughs> it's joy in a certain way. Hey, people need to cry tears of joy too. Yeah, you know, or fear. Because they're, yeah, they're scared. <laughs> I wanted to follow up on the collaborative songwriting process mm -hmm. a bit. I've never done that. And so you've mentioned it a couple times. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing with me and our listeners more about what all that's about? Absolutely. And I had never done it until I went to this series of festivals in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin before. I'd always been a kind of lonely, solitary writer, and I released three albums just on my own. And I still enjoy writing on my own, but I go to this festival. It's, it's at an old 1950s-style motel called the Holiday Music Motel in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, and they put on three music festivals a year one in June, one in October, and one in February. And we literally spin the bottle to get matched up with two other people. So it's groups of three. And you have 24 hours to write and record a song before the next night where you spin again. And you, have, you write another song with a new group and record it. And it's themed. They made these festivals in order to save a steel bridge that was in danger of getting ripped down. And so they called it the Steel Bridge Festival. And then they have one in October called Dark Songs and one in January called Love on Holiday. So I started going to these and it just was mind-blowing to me just having to take the ego out of this is my song and how to accept other people's ideas. The time limit, I mean, less than 24 hours. I'm a slow writer. I mean, I still like writing on my own, but it'll take me months. I'll sit on a bridge for a month, you know, going like, can this chord progression be changed? And what about, you know, am I saying the right thing? So the time limit and then just getting all the different influences. I mean, we, these festivals, you don't know if you're paired with maybe a bluegrass artist and a hip hop artist, and then you're tasked with writing something about a bridge. So it's just really magical the way it happens. And, and you have to record it? And we have to record it. And then basically it gets released on a compilation the following year. So wait a minute. You write the song within 24 hours and record it? Yes. Within those 24 hours? Yes. Obviously, like if it runs into the next day, then great. It runs the next day, but it means you're going to have two songs that you're working on because you are going to spin the bottle the next night. I imagine there must be a spectrum of experiences you've had. Yeah. Ranging it, from incredible to maybe not so well incredible. yeah you know like no sleep for one thing I mean there is sleep and I've gotten better I used to be not great about grabbing sleep and now I'm better at my boundaries <laughs> as I get older going like no I can't because the thing is is that there's also a lot of side writing going on because some people they finish their their spin really quickly so they'll do some side writing and then suddenly you have like seven songs in progress oh and we perform them all in two shows at the end so they have to be stage ready as well so it's crazy. It's really, I can't believe every time I go to these festivals, I'm like, did we do that? Wow, we're crazy. So I, I don't mean to be too obsessed by this topic. No, you should get so obsessed. I'm obsessed too. It's so, it's, I can't <laughs> imagine doing. I couldn't either maybe before this I is, went. This is probably my ego talking. I'm trying to imagine like, maybe I'd be okay about it. Maybe I'd be, I would work well with others. Perhaps I would, but I'm just thinking like, He's okay. how, how do you, how do you manage you have no idea if this person is more a music strength person. What yeah. if you end up with three music strength people oh. and no one knows what to do about the words? And like then, you really then, have no idea what yeah, you're getting? No, you have no idea and you, you deal with it. I've seen people who started going to festivals five years ago who were like, I play bass only. That's all I do. I'm going to contribute the low end. I don't do <laughs> lyrics. Right. And then four years in, they're starting to contribute lyrics because they've been in situations where like, well, someone's got to pony up some words here. <laughs> And 
it's very collaborative. So if you feel like, okay, we're stuck, let's bring in so-and-so because I, I remember there was a guy that I loved working with, John Hadley, who he said right away, like, I just do words. And he's a brilliant lyricist. And so, you know, you could grab someone like him, but you make it work. It's really a good lesson in ego because I'm a perfectionist and I want things to be the way I hear them. And it just doesn't work that way. And sometimes it comes out better than what you ever would have thought. Has it sped up your own process? A little bit. More what it's done is just made me so happy to collaborate that sometimes I'll, I'll just end up doing that more often. But I, I am starting to do more solitary writing now in this COVID time. And so I am noticing that I'm able to better let things go and say, okay, well, let's just not sit on that section for two months. Right. Let's go through it and just see what comes next and trust. Last question on this topic from a crass commercial bent. Yeah. What if it becomes a hot single? How do you divvy up copyrights and well we all give our pros you know at the beginning the the performing rights organization so everybody's you know all registered and it's split three ways same with publishing it's kind of up to the writers to deal with that in fact because a lot of us take these songs and put them on albums or submit them for sync licensing and stuff and so it's kind of up to us to make sure that everybody's kosher with that and but all but, that's taken care of in advance and all but at things. least like to show yeah the documentation and the rules yeah well andrea you have two more songs to play for us, I believe. What are they? They are In the Deep of the Night, and I Just Want to Play My Song Again. Once again, Andrea Wickens. Nothing's written in the stars tonight But we cling to it still like a moth to the light Hoping that the dream That impossible dream Will rise in the deep dark Rise in the deep dark Night. 
got your stories and I got mine You've got your stories and I got mine Pieces of fiction all tattered and torn That we spun out to suit disguises we've worn Shiny machines and leathery chrome That we stole from strangers and called them our own And there's no falling From imaginary skies I ain't lying this In the deep of the night While the watchmen were sleeping We've got one eye wide open And the other still dreaming Seems like yesterday you were around Every corner of my heart's hometown Now I'm looking in the lost and found But I already had you I can feel it now It's in my blood Or all in thunder that just won't give up Can't you hear the sound of a melody coming down from skies above I just want to play my song again Bring it back like a long lost friend Haven't seen you since God knows when Oh how I want to play my song again Up every staircase and through every door Someone tell me what I'm looking for Put on a record but it wouldn't spin I'm playing games that I will never win But I can feel it now It's in my blood Or all in thunder that just won't give up Can't you hear the sound of a melody Coming down from skies above Can't you hear the sound of a melody Coming down from skies above I just want to play my song again Bring it back like a long lost friend Haven't seen you since God knows when Oh how I want to play my song Back 
Andrea, that was beautiful. Thank you. Can you tell our listeners where we can all go to listen and purchase your music? Well, I have a website, andreawitkins.com, which has everything that I'm doing. And there's also all my tracks and you can purchase them there. I actually just this past week launched a Patreon as well which is one of my COVID projects in order to beat the fact that I can't get out and tour right now. And I've promised people a creation every month. So like a new song or a new music video or a new piece of lyric art every month. So that's also a great place to go if someone's into kind of the subscription model of art support. Yeah, yes. perhaps that's a carryover from your song writing some, you know, instead of giving yourself 31 days instead of 24 hours. I know, exactly. Give myself a little more time. I know. Actually, I did do it to partly keep me accountable to say, I, yeah, I can be doing that. Your motivation is incredibly inspiring. <laughs> uh, it really is. And it's, it's a pleasure always to hear your music. I'm so glad that I got to stop by and talk with you guys. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Yes, please. And hopefully in post-COVID times. Yes, without masks. Yes, without, <laughs> without masks with everybody around because your music deserves definitely to be heard. Indeed. Uh, so listeners, we'll find uh, those links up on our Inwood Artworks On Air website. Thanks again, Andrew, for joining us today on this live and local episode of Inwood Artworks On Air, where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Thank you to our series, Atonement Lutheran Church, for hosting us here and providing us a venue during these COVID times. It's important for us with no music venues in Inwood, Washington Heights. Our local venues, they've come out for us, and we're greatly appreciative for the help. We also want to say thank you to HeightsHeights.com for local uptown promotional support online. Be sure to follow us on our social media channels at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Off Fresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. You can support On Air and all our programming by making a tax-free donation at InwoodArtworks.nyc donate. Inwood Artworks On Air is made possible with funding from the NYC and Company Foundation with support from Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer and the Niska Electronic Media and Film Grant Program in partnership with Wave Farm Media Arts Assistance Fund and the support of Governor Andrew Cuomo and the New York State Legislature. Thank you for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood Artworks On Air.